Are you ready for me? It's the same me? thing you say every week. Yeah, I'm looking I'm, at mine. Okay, you. I thought you were going to say it's, something. It's an, well, no, you're, you said you start. <laughs> I know. Jesus but Christ, you this is up. why we don't do this live. <laughs> that is true. From some far-flung corner of the globe. Wait. The globe is a sphere. How does it have a corner? Shut up. This is the Opportunistic Travelers Podcast. Now with even more Shivo and a few of their traveling friends. Each of them sharing stories of everyday experiences of travels around the world. Hello, vicarious travelers, and welcome once again to Bangkok, Thailand. My name is Evo Terra, and along with my lovely wife, Sheila D, I thank you for following around, well, us, as we travel the globe. Coming up on the program, we're going to tell you about a cool new startup called The Itch List, which will help you get over the fear of travel you may have, how you may ask why through the suitable application of peer pressure. That always works. Um, anyhow, but before that, oh, honey, it's nice outside. It's beautiful. There was no sweat yesterday. While those of you on the eastern seaboard who got a snow apocalypse number 419 or whatever they were calling that nasty thing that dumped 30 inches of snow on Maryland. Sorry, Bruce. Sorry, Julie. Um we got a similar weather pattern, not the same weather pattern because we are literally on the other side of the globe. We had a similar weather pattern that went across China that dropped massive cold weather uh, above us, freezing cold, literally, like minus 18 in Seoul, South Korea, dropped snow in Chiang Mai, Thailand. That's that's where travel bloggers go to die. Uh, and here in Bangkok, it dropped the temperature down to about 18 Celsius, which was fantastic. And yesterday we were out walking around and it barely broke room temperature outside. It was glorious. But everybody was bundled up. All of the Thai people were bundled up in a big way, as in big winter parkas, uh, huge hoods, gloves. It, to them, it was snowpocalypse minus the snow. Uh, we were just uh, in heaven. Hey, honey, you know what's more exciting than talking about the weather on a show? Nothing. Well, by that I mean everything. But you brought it up. I know I brought it up, but that's not what we're talking about today. Honey, you, you had a topic of conversation, I believe. I did. I did. I've been uh, interviewing here in Bangkok. Now, let's, let's not, you know, bury the lead. You've not just been interviewing. You accepted a position. I did. I Yay, did. money. <laughs> Hooray, I, money. So t tell, tell the, the, our fine listener, notice that wasn't plural, <laughs> to be specific uh, to, and to clarify, you, you are going to take a job uh, in, in your chosen profession, which is education. Education, right. You'll be, you be teaching at an international school. Do I understand that properly? I, I will be. I'll be teaching from the Singapore curriculum, which I've never taught from before, which will be cool. Surely it's the same as American, so... Surely. Surely it's the same. Probably not. Probably not. So fascinating minutia of getting a job as a teacher in Thailand aside, that also is not what we're here to talk about today. Oh, oh you, you want to talk about uh, my shoes. Well, that you was... You liked my shoes, didn't you? Will you please talk about your shoes? 
the ones I didn't wear in the interview? Now, that's an interesting thing people need to understand. In Thailand, it is a shoeless culture, a culture fascinated by shoes. You can buy really expensive shoes. People have literally hundreds of pairs of shoes, men and women. They're, they're a shoe-obsessed culture. I love them. Which is weird because you cannot walk into a room with shoes on. Right. That's a no-no. When you walk into some businesses, you take off your shoes. If you want to go to a massage uh, shop, let's call it a massage, I hate to call it a massage parlor because it makes it sound kind of nasty and we've not gone to any nasty ones, right? But just down the street from us, we have a thing called Massage Mile. It's it's not a mile. It's a couple of blocks. And there are are quite literally massage shops massage shops right next to each other every time. The way you tell the good ones is how many pairs of shoes are out front because that is representative of the number of clientele inside. That's right. the way it works for any for many businesses. If there are a lot of shoes in, that means somebody is home in a, at a business or somebody is frequenting a restaurant or some yeah, shoes everywhere on the outside. We don't even wear our shoes in our no. house now anymore. There shall be no shoes inside, which again, shoe fascinated culture can't wear them inside. So we're used to taking shoes off when we go inside of individual businesses, some, some of them. If you walk into a, a the mall, you don't take off your shoes. Right. Definitely take off your shoes before you go into anyone's home. Oh, definitely. And if there are shoes outside of a a a place of of business, then then you would then you would take those exactly. off. Exactly. Right. So but nonetheless, shoe obsessed culture Everyone here, you can get really good shoes, and you got really good shoes because you were going on interviews. Right. You were going to be interviewed by these schools, and you wanted to look the part. Also, we should say that in professional jobs here, teaching is definitely a profession. You dress up all the time. Right. People wear suits and jackets and ties. Not not yes. not Thai people, but neckties, you understand. Yes. Here in Thailand, it is a very formal business world. It is not T shirts and Daisy Dukes. I don't wear Daisy Dukes. Nonetheless, it is not that way, right? So when you were going to have to get these jobs, you needed a, a wardrobe because you've been traveling the world for the last year and have right. you, you look like a backpacker. Sorta, of, yeah. So you need to get new stuff, and that meant you had to get new shoes as well. As well, yes. So there you are, all dressed up in your nice, new, tailored suit. Literally, tailored. Here, yes. Jackie's Taylor. Awesome, great place. Brand new shoes, which yes. you bought from the fancy place called Zen. Yes. Did you feel I love Zen? Him. I'm not doing that. Um, so there you are, dressed up in your, your fantastic outfit. You, you go to your interview. Yes. When you get there. Did you see a rack of shoes outside the door? Yes. And did you immediately think, holy shit, I have to take off these terribly expensive shoes and parade around this place in my bare feet? Yes. I. Th- my first thought was, oh, I'm so glad my, my toenails are painted nicely. And so, so what happened? I mean, you get there and they say, shoes off, or did you just know? Well, I saw the rack, so I was taking my shoes off, and right. then that's when the the secretaries came out and said, no, 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 and I got into the first office. So did you think that they, they came out and said, no, 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 because you're a white person, and white privilege jumped out there, and you didn't, but they were, were they shoeless when they came out? No. Um, some of them, yes, and some of them, no. 
And so, wait a minute, wait a minute. Some of the people that came out had no shoes on. Some of the people that came out had shoes on. Yes. Did did anybody come out who had one shoe on and one shoe off? No. Okay, we didn't have that. All right. So they said you could keep your shoes on. Please go into the interview room. They come in and wait. Oh, into the waiting room. Yeah. Got it. So you're sitting there waiting with your shoes on. With my shoes on. Did the person did the person come to pick you up for the interview have shoes on? Yes. Excellent. So now you're thinking good shoes. Yes. Until we went to the other room. And then you go to the interview room and what happens? That we had to step outside and then as we go into the next room, which is like truly I could see it from where we were sitting, I had to take my shoes off. Did the other person make you take your shoes off? Did they stand there and watch you? Well, she took her shoes off, so Ah, I took mine off. Got it. So in the next room you went to, it was we took our shoes off before we entered into that room. Right. So you and this other woman, woman, person, man? woman. Sat there and completed the interview shoeless. Shoeless. Yes. How was that? Um, You know, it was kind of cool. I mean... It's a conversation, and it's... Did you kick your feet up and put them on the uh, desk and just, you know, it's chill out? It's not my style anyway, so no. Okay. No. So there you were shoeless, and, and that person was shoeless. Exactly. And so you've had, you've had multiple interviews since then. Did they go a similar way? They did. The, the oddness is when you're interviewing with a male, and right. he has socks on. Oh, So women, right. women like, we just... Don't wear socks. Do you? Did the women have hose nope. on? Nothing. So nope. just bare-feeted, right. literally bare-feeted women. Yeah. But when the dude is interviewing you for another interview, he's wearing socks. socks. Did the socks have holes in the toes? No. Well, that's good news. I guess that'd be my big fear of, do I have a giant hole in my <laughs> sock? Or has the sock twisted in that weird way that it does to where the little heel patch is kind of up on your ankle and you just look like a buffoon? I figured it out. Oh? So at the the SkyTrain, you know, they have on all of the stops, they have a sock market. It's so you can get a new pair of socks if you need them. And those socks are pretty cheap. Right. Four for 100 baht, which is uh, four for three bucks. I got bamboo socks. So you think that people probably dispose of their socks much more frequently than we do in the States? I would say so. Not that much darning. Of the sock, which I'm not even sure what the hell darning is, but I'm pretty sure it means fixing. <laughs> but rather than darning slash fixing or damning, it should be called a sock, they just buy them on the SkyTrain on their way to work, fresh pair of socks. Exactly. It's a great idea. See? Hmm. Brilliant. Interesting. Interesting. But you got the job. I did. Now I just have to get the paperwork. And some new socks. No, I bought new socks. Got With it. kitties on the toes. Do you think that will be a a positive if you take your shoes off and you have kitty socks? Will that will that be a benefit to the children in your classroom? Will you make the children in the classroom take their shoes off? You know, it's interesting because I, I went, uh, I did two interviews with this school and at two different locations, two different schools. And the second school, I didn't see them taking their shoes off. What is it about the first school that is shoeless and the second school that is shooed? I don't know. Why am I trying to put that much meaning into something this meaningless? I don't know. (laughs) 
Most of the times, people are not traveling, they're not pursuing their travel goals uh, because they're just afraid. Like it's not something that comes out very naturally. Like right. they would say that I don't have the money or I don't have the time or I don't have company to go with, but it's actually fear. Oh yeah. We covered the issue of fear before on the show, so we won't recover old ground. My name is Smriti Modi. Smriti's not just talking about the fear that keeps people from traveling. She's tackling it head on with her startup, The Itch List. It's called The Itch List, uh -huh. which is like a bucket list, but like a much cooler bucket list that you actually do. As the name suggests, it's a list of things that you're itching to do uh -huh. or in this world. So basically you come onto the platform, you create an itch list, you have to put a deadline and then we connect you to everybody else who's itching to do the same thing as you, everybody okay. who has done it, so you can interact with each other. And do they hold each other accountable? Yeah, so you can hold each other accountable, you can challenge each other oh. to do stuff and then eventually when you scratch something off your itch list, it goes mm -hmm. and sits into something called a scratch book, which is like this showcase of all the awesome things you've done in life in one place. When she's not busy running her startup, she's an avid traveler who has a knack for finding places off the beaten track. Like Pondicherry, a rather atypical town in her home country of India. Yeah, so maybe I can share about uh, Pondicherry. Sure. So uh, Pondicherry is like this little town in the south of India, which uh -huh. has um, which has a lot of French influence because for the longest time it was being uh, ruled by French, French? and. Uh, they have this thing uh, called uh, Orbindo Ashram, which is an ashram uh, which is run by this lady called Mother. She's uh -huh. just called by Mother. She, she, she's just called Mother. And uh, and the thing is that Pondicherry is like it's like a little like inspiring town. Like you just go there, and it's unlike anything else I've seen before. Really? So one is because the whole. Um, like you know the whole character of the place is is, is like like it has a french touch but at uh -huh. the same time it's indian so so it's really funny like you see women who are wearing saris uh, and they're riding bicycles uh -huh. and like like absolutely nonchalant about it right <laughs> <laughs> like you know if i have to drape a sari i mean i I, could, I just keep tripping all over the place and, <laughs> and these guys are like riding cycles plus um, so, 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 Pondicherry was a, another like trip that I did on my own, uh -huh. and uh, it, it is one of those few trips where, like, you know, I, I, I rented a bike and like sort of really mingling with the local people. And um, the Orban the Ashram is like it's 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 amazing. It's like a different culture altogether. Yeah. So one is the people, the, the students who study in the school, uh, uh -huh. which is a pretty big community. They have a entirely different education system. Which uh, so, so so till they are like in school, like till they are in like their twelfth grade, okay. they like have very few exams. They're not affiliated to anything, and and hence a lot of them they go on to pursue much more meaningful uh, careers and lives. Wow. Few of them decide to stay back. Few of them decide to teach. Wow. And but it's just the aura of the place is so not materialistic. Like yeah. everybody you meet there has an interesting story to tell. They have such interesting interests. Yeah. Because they have the time to do that. Uh, and I want to go there. That yeah. sounds fabulous. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and then there's this place called Oroville, uh -huh. which is uh, like a whole establishment which has been set up by people from all over the world. And uh -huh. they don't believe in any monetary transactions. Oh. So they sort of set up their own... Uh, so people have made like really interesting houses and uh, they try to pay each other 
in, in trade. kind in okay. trade. So it's it's amazing that something like that can actually still it it, it can it still survive. It's it's really inspiring. Like wow. you can learn from almost anybody you meet right. in Pondicherry. Oh, I like that. <laughs> And that's the show. Thanks to everyone who took the time to vote for my photo in the Art of Building Photographer of the Year competition. Now I just need to wait and be patient. Not an easy feat for me. Next week, we shall regale you with our tales from our trip to Koala Lampur. Special thanks to Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com for all the music used in this episode. For Evoterra, I'm Sheila D. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Opportunistic Travelers Podcast. See you next week when we're back to sweaty, sweltering weather. Yuck. And I guess yay. Funding for this podcast and all the great content Shivo produced is made possible by listeners just like you. Visit shivo.wtf slash postcards to pledge your support and get a handwritten postcard each month as they travel abroad. Additional funding provided by Travelsmith, inspiring people to go places they've never been and keeping Shibo looking smart and well outfitted on their journey. And if you want to travel the world, it's cheaper than you think. Visit shivo.wtf how appropriate. For more details and click on the house sitting link to find out exactly how they afford to travel the world in style. See you next time on the Opportunistic Travelers Podcast.